0: Hello and welcome to The Great Gildersleeve from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors.
1: The Kraft Foods Company, makers of Kraft Quality Foods presents Harold Perry as The Great (laughs) Gildersleeve. The Great Gildersleeve is brought to you by the Kraft Foods Company, makers of the famous cheese food, Velveeta. Everybody goes for Velveeta's rich yet mild cheddar cheese flavor in snacks, in sandwiches, and in hot dishes. And Velveeta, you know, helps supply important food values from milk and is as digestible as milk itself. That's why smart homemakers keep Velveeta on hand regularly to spread or slice and to melt for grand economical hot dishes. Tomorrow... Get Velveeta, the cheese food of craft quality. Well, for a long time now, the great Gildersleeve's doorbell has been ringing every evening at the same time. And Marjorie rushes to the door with the same eager anticipation to greet the same young man.
0: Hiya, Marge.
1: And this gets the same reaction from the great Gildersleeve. (laughs) Good evening, Mr.
2: Gildersleeve. Hi, Leroy. Hello, Bronco. Hi. I brought the records, Marge. Oh,
3: wonderful.
2: Well, come on, Leroy. Let's you and I go into the dining room.
3: Gosh, why do we have to leave the room every time Bronco comes over?
2: Leroy Oh, you don't have
0: to leave, Mr. Gildersleeve We're just going to play some records
3: Bronco got a new album, Romeo and Juliet It's the opera
2: Well, good
3: I don't think you care for opera, do you, Unky? No I do
2: <laughs> Leroy, you don't even know what it's about
3: The heck I don't It's about love <laughs> <laughs>
2: Young man, come into the dining room Okay Close those doors Want to have a little talk with you?
3: What did I do?
2: (laughs) Leroy, why do I always have to drag you out of the parlor When Bronco comes to see Marjorie?
3: Gosh, why do they always want to be alone?
2: Well, you heard them They want to play Romeo and Juliet
3: Yeah He's going to be Romeo and she'll be Juliet That love stuff Yeah (laughs)
2: Don't be silly, Leroy. Bronco and Marjorie are not in love.
3: Ha! You ought to see her diary.
2: Young man, have you been reading Marjorie's diary?
3: Well, she left it open on her desk. Dear diary, Bronco just left and my heart left with him.
2: uh, (laughs)
4: Leroy,
2: I don't want to know what's in it.
3: And you know how she signs off, Unc?
2: No, and I don't... How does she?
3: (laughs) Goodness. My one and only
2: (laughs) One and only Well, all young girls write things like that in their diaries
5: Excuse me, Miss Gillsleeve
2: Oh, am I in your way, Bernie?
5: No, just want to get one of these plates Miss Marjorie wants me to fix sandwiches again
2: Well, fine
5: (laughs) I don't know why they want sandwiches, they never eat them
2: They don't? I can't understand a big hungry looking fellow like Bronco not eating
5: Well, that's love, Mr. Gillsleeve
2: No, Bertie
5: (laughs) Oh, when people in love, they don't eat And them two don't eat, so they're in love (laughs) Bertie, that doesn't mean a thing No, sir And when Miss Margie don't see any other young man Except Mr. Bronco, it don't mean a thing Well And when he rings that bell every night and she breaks her neck to get to the door, it don't mean a thing. Bertie? When every other word is bronco this and bronco that. You know what it means, Miss Gilsley? Well, Bertie. That's right, it don't mean a thing.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It might mean something at that.
5: Good morning, Peavy. Yeah, well, hello, Mr. Gildersleeve. What can I do for you this morning? Give me a cup of coffee, Peavy. Well. Trying to wake up this morning, are you, Mr. Gildersleeve?
2: Well, I am a little sleepy. Peavy,
5: how many nights a week should a young man call on his girlfriend? Well, I'd say that's your business, as long as you don't neglect the water department. What? And don't fall asleep at the faucet. <laughs> Peavy, I'm not talking
2: about me I'm talking about Marjorie's boyfriend oh, oh, Bronco Thompson I've suddenly realized, Peavy, that Marjorie is going steady You don't say Yeah,
5: and I don't think she should confine herself to one boyfriend Well, you may have something there I know when I was a young man, I didn't confine myself to one girlfriend Yeah, yeah I'll bet you didn't No, sir One Sunday afternoon, I'd sit in the parlor with one girl The next Sunday afternoon, I'd be sitting in the parlor with another girl. Perhaps way at the other end of town. Oh? You're really living, eh, Peavy? Yes, indeed. Come Sunday afternoon, you know what I had on my knee, Mr. Gildersleeve? On your knee? A banjo. A banjo. Oh, (laughs) friend. And whenever things started getting serious, I'd strike up a tune. Uh, My father always told me to beware of entanglements and play the field. That's not a bad idea, Peavy. I think Marjorie should do the same thing. Scatter her dates around a little That's what I used to do One Sunday afternoon I'd sit in your parlor You month. told me, P.V. I didn't tell you everything <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, pardon me, Mr. Gildersleeve That looks like young Marshall Bullard Pulling up in his father's Cadillac
2: Marshall Bullard? Say, he must be home from school For the holidays it
5: seems so He was in this morning Left in order Let's see if I have everything for him Shaving lotion Pipe cleaners Nail buffer Nail buffer?
2: That sounds like Marshall Bullard, all right Gets more like his father every day Junior stuffed shirt Don't you rather like young Marshall? He used to call on Marjorie, as I recall Well, he used to run back and forth across the street What a pest He hasn't had a date with Marjorie since he went to Harvard And see, maybe that's an idea Well, hello, Marshall Welcome back to Summerfield Hello, Mr. Gildersleeve Back for the holidays? Yes uh, Does uh, Marjorie know you're in town? Well, you'll have to drop across the street and see
6: us, all of us, soon. Tonight, maybe. My my. Well, I'd like to, but I just got home, and of course I'd like to see Marjorie. Good.
2: I was just telling Peavy how much you and Marjorie used to see each other, and how our whole family has missed having you around, wasn't I, Peavy? Well now, Peavy. <laughs> yes, indeed. Welcome home, Marshall. Marjorie? Yes, Anki? Isn't it about time you've powdered your little nose and prettied up a bit?
3: Bronco thinks I'm pretty.
2: Yes? Besides,
3: r- it isn't time for him to come over yet.
2: Well, one of your other bows might drop over.
3: Anki, I don't have any other bow and you know it.
2: You might have a secret admirer. Marshal Bullard's in town.
3: Marshal Bullard?
2: Uh-huh. I saw him today in Peavy's, and they said he might uh, drop over tonight.
3: Uncle Mord, what have you been up to? Uh,
2: Marjorie, don't you get excited. <laughs> He used to come over a lot before he went to Harvard.
3: But I have a date with Bronco.
2: Well, you and Bronco just sit around and listen to records. Why can't the three of you sit around and listen to records?
3: Honestly, Uncle Mort, I'm not going to the door for Marshall Bullard. You answer it.
2: All right. But you be nice to him, Marjorie. Well, come in, Marshall. Marshall? Oh, Bronco. Hey, come in. <laughs> Did I say Marshall? Slip of the tongue. <laughs> oh, hi,
0: Marge.
3: Hello, Bronco.
0: I'm a little early. Did I surprise you?
3: I thought it was somebody else.
2: Somebody else? Who else would it be? Well, uh, you see, Bronco, Marjorie's a pretty popular girl, and... uh, (laughs) Pardon me. I'm the doorman tonight. Well, come in,
6: Marshall. Thank you. Good evening, Mr. Gillensleeve.
3: Yes. Who's this Marshall? Well, Bronco. He's just home from Harvard. And Harvard?
6: Be... Marjorie, how nice to see you.
3: Oh, uh, hello, Marshall.
6: Here, let me look at you. Why, you're even prettier than when I left for school.
3: Oh, Marshall.
6: <laughs> and can this be Leroy?
4: <laughs> oh,
6: my! My, how you've grown! I'm not
2: Leroy!
3: This is Bronco Thompson Oh Bronco, this is Marshall Bullard
2: Yes, Marshall lives across the street He and Marjorie sort of grew up together Oh-ho
6: How do you do, Bronco? Hello, Bullard Here, let me take your coat and gloves, Marshall Thank you, Mr. Gildersleeve Yeah, real (laughs) pigskin
3: Marjorie, I
6: thought we might take a spin in the Cadillac tonight It's a much sweeter job than the one we used to run around in Well, Marshall... Oh, it seems like old times to be in this living room again Oh, it was awfully nice of you folks to invite me over tonight Well, I guess I'd better be going Uh, so soon, Bronco?
3: Bronco, you're not leaving
6: Well,
0: I wasn't exactly invited over I just dropped in, as
6: usual No need to leave, Bronco Oh, of course not, old man All three of us can take a drive in the cad No, thanks I have things to do Oh,
3: Bronco, please don't go
2: I think I'd better... Good night, Marge Good night well, uh, perhaps you can come over tomorrow night, Bronco. You're welcome anytime, and so is Marshall. <laughs> Thanks, Mr.
3: Gildersleeve. Good night.
2: Uh, good night. Marjorie, uh, come inside with me now. You left Marshall in the parlor.
3: Uncle Mort, look what you've done. What? Now, Bronco's all upset.
2: He's not upset. Well, I guess he is a little upset. <laughs>
3: I haven't seen him around for two nights in a row. You might ask Uncle Mort about that, Leroy. No, my dear... Dear diary, Bronco didn't call tonight, and am I blue. Oh, stop it.
2: <laughs> Marjorie, come away from the window.
3: She's watching for Bronco. This is the time he used to show up. In the good old days.
2: Uh, yes, yes. Come over and sit down by your old uncle, my dear
3: I have not the slightest desire to sit by you, Uncle Mort I'll never forgive you for inviting Marshall Bullard over
2: Marjorie, I was only doing what I thought was best for you Besides, this should be good for Bronco There's nothing like competition to fire up a suitor and if I know Bronco
3: Hey, Marge, that's Bronco's car Oh, it is? It is, it's Bronco Well,
2: what did I tell you, Marjorie? I knew he'd come back
3: Oh, uncle at last
2: Yeah, I'll let him in, Marjorie No, I'll let him in Yeah, I'll do it Hi, Marge. Well, Bronco, come in.
0: No thanks, Mr. Gildersleeve. I'll just stand here in the doorway and say what I have to say. What?
3: Bronco, come on in. Don't be silly.
0: I'm not being silly, Marge. I've been thinking this out for three days. I don't think I should take up any more of your time.
3: Bronco, what are you talking about?
0: Marge, you'll be a lot better off going with Marshall Bullard than with me. What? Now, Bronco, there's no reason why both you and Marshall can't see Marjorie. Thank you, Mr. Gildersleeve, but I'm bowing out. It's for Marjorie's own good. I've got it all figured out on paper. It on paper? Yes, sir. I drew a line down the middle of the sheet, and I put Marshall's qualifications on one side and mine on the other. Oh, Fred. He's got money, a Harvard background, a big car, expensive clothes, and what did I have on my side of the paper? Blank Blank
3: <laughs> Bronco Thompson, you're being ridiculous
0: Yeah, Yes, I am ridiculous Oh, my goodness And when I found out you and Marshall were childhood sweethearts Well, I can't break up a beautiful thing like that I'm no cad, Mr. Gildersleeve We know that, Bronco We all think you're a fine boy Well, he'll be better for Marjorie
3: What's going on out here?
0: Leroy, you stay out of this I'll say goodbye now Bronco Thanks for everything But now, let's part with no regrets But, Bronco I'll just walk off into the fog
3: (laughs) Uncle Mort, I want to have a talk with you Now, Marjorie There's no fog out there What a character (laughs)
1: Gildersleeve will be back in just a minute. Remember the saying, a man may work from sun to sun, but a woman's work is never done. Well, you homemakers can remedy that situation when it comes to after-hours snack fixin'. Just keep your refrigerator stacked with a two-pound loaf of Kraft's famous cheese food, Velveeta, for good-eating snacks that Dad and the youngsters can fix themselves. They can spread Velveeta on crispy crackers, Or slice it thick for hearty sandwiches that are good cold and extra special good toasted to a bubbling gold. But no matter how they fix well-tasting Velveeta, they'll be mighty pleased with its grand, rich, yet mild cheddar cheese flavor. And you'll be pleased because Velveeta is good for the folks. You see, Velveeta is rich in important food values from milk. For instance, it helps supply protein for strong muscles, minerals that help build sound teeth and bones vitamins needed for normal growth. And you know, Velveeta snacks are perfect anytime because this cheese food is as digestible as milk itself. So for snacks that provide Dad and the youngsters with wholesome good eating and provide you, Mother, with a little extra time, keep stocked with a two-pound loaf of Velveeta. Just be sure you get the cheese food of top quality when you buy. Genuine Velveeta, made only by Kraft. Well, the great Gildersleeve didn't like the idea of his niece, Marjorie, going steady with Bronco Thompson. So he invited Marshall Bullard over to give Bronco a little competition. How's it working out?
2: It isn't. Uh, isn't Marjorie having any dinner,
5: Bertie? No, sir. Have another hot biscuit, Leroy?
3: Yeah, I'll take those two that are stuck together. (laughs) Gosh, imagine Marge not eating dinner for two nights.
2: Yeah, I don't know what to do about that girl
5: No, sir
3: I don't know how she does it She must be sneaking crackers
2: Yep (laughs) (laughs) All right, Leroy I'll handle this thing
3: Maybe she's living on love
2: Never mind I did what I thought was best, Bertie A girl owes it to herself to look around a little
5: Yes, sir
2: I didn't know Bronco would act this way Run off like a scared jackrabbit The minute a Harvard boy in a Cadillac came around sir. After all, I'm not the smartest man in the world, (laughs) Bertie sir.
3: Where do you suppose Bronco disappeared to, Unc? You think he joined the Foreign Legion?
2: I doubt that, Leroy The way he acted, I doubt if he has enough gumption to join anything
3: Here she comes, Unc
2: Leroy, let's be tactful Let's pretend we didn't even notice she wasn't here I get you Well, hello, my dear
3: Hi Hello
2: Sit down, Marjorie Perhaps Leroy and I started a little early
3: Yeah, we didn't even notice you weren't here Yeah
2: Tactful little fellow
3: I might have a little dessert
2: Dessert? Good, take mine I wasn't going to eat it anyway
3: You in love too, Unc? Leroy
2: (laughs) Have a date tonight, Marjorie?
3: Yes Well,
2: anybody we know?
3: Marshall Bullard
2: Oh, Marshall again, eh?
3: Well, that's what you wanted, isn't it, Uncle Moore?
2: Well, no, it isn't,
3: Marjorie. Well, that's what you're going to get. You drove Bronco away, and now you're going to see Marshall Bullard around here until you're as sick of him as I am.
2: Marjorie.
3: Hey, maybe that's Bronco on the phone. I know who it is. Hello? Oh, hello, Marshall. Zeke. Why, of course, Marshall. I'd love to. Come over any time. The sooner the better. Goodbye.
2: That settles it I've got to get Bronco back in the parlor
0: Good morning, Mr. Gildersleeve Well, Bronco, come on into my office I got your phone call, but I didn't want to come to your house I thought it better if we met down here
2: Yeah, good idea Put your little packages on the desk and sit down, my boy Thank you, Mr. Gildersleeve Uh, where have you been keeping yourself these evenings, Bronco? I've been sitting in the park feeding the pigeons (laughs) Well, don't you think you should be dropping by the house once in a while, my boy?
0: Oh, no, Mr. Gildersleeve No, that's no place for me now Oh?
2: Well, uh... What would you say if I told you Marshall Bullard has been seeing Marjorie quite often?
0: Well, I'd say lucky him
2: But doesn't it make you a little jealous? Doesn't it make you want to put up a fight? Ask for a date, maybe? Mr. Gildersleeve, I'm doing what I think is best for Marjorie Oh, brother, we're right back where we started
0: (laughs) Marshall has a lot more to offer Marjorie than I have
2: And all I'm interested in is her happiness Yes, yes uh, by the way, you left all your record albums in the parlor. Don't you think you should drop by and pick them up? No use letting Marshall and Marjorie play uh, Romeo and Juliet. I'd like Marjorie to have my
0: records. For old lang syne. For old lang syne.
2: <laughs> I give up. Goodbye, Mr. Gildersleeve. Uh, think it over, Bronco. Remember, faint heart near one fair lady. No, sir.
0: But a Cadillac and a Harvard education can do
4: it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, my goodness Say, the boy left his packages here Popcorn Must be for the pigeons What's this book? Life in a Monastery (laughs) Uh.
5: Anybody home?
2: Oh, come in, Judge Good
5: morning, Gildy Wasn't that Bronco I saw going down the hall? Well,
2: it could have been, Judge
5: What are you reading, Gildy? Yeah Well Life in a monastery Are you thinking of Donning the cloth? Yes. All right, Judge Put the book down It belongs to Bronco Oh, poor fellow From what you've told me The boy probably considers himself a martyr
2: I suppose so He's completely withdrawn from the field And poor little Marjorie Is just eating her heart out Too bad Doesn't Bronco know How Marjorie feels about him? How can he, Judge? He won't even come near her I tried to make him jealous So he'd show Marjorie a little fight But nothing happened he just blinked his eyes and looked at me like a sick chicken.
5: Gilday, why didn't you come right out and tell Bronco that Marjorie prefers him to Marshall Boulevard? Well... Bronco's been belittling himself. But if he knew that Marjorie's happiness depended on him, he'd be over there in a jiffy. Say, I believe he would at that. Then you can leave everything up to Marjorie. A woman can't hide her true feelings, Gilday. I know. Oh. Um. <laughs> By George Horace, that's a prize-winning
2: idea. I'm glad you thought of it Thank you, Gilday Yes, sir And here's your prize, Judge Popcorn? For me? <laughs> no, the popcorn's for the pigeons You get to eat the bag, you old goat <laughs> Gilday <laughs> I feel better already, Judge <laughs> You know, I'm certainly glad you see it my way at last, Bronco
0: Well, Mr. Gildersleeve, all I've been thinking about is Marjorie's happiness But if she isn't happy with Marshall around, then he shouldn't be around Yeah, that's the
2: spirit, Bronco I'm the fellow who should be around You said it Why, only this morning Marjorie said she was sick of seeing Marshall Is that so? Yeah You'll see it with your own eyes when we get in the house A woman can't hide her true feelings, you know Well,
0: I don't know much about that Marjorie's
2: the only woman I know. Hey, oh, yeah. <laughs> They'll be in the parlor. Let's go right in.
0: All right. I know three's a crowd, but if Marjorie doesn't like the fella, I feel like crowding somebody.
2: Yeah, that's the spirit of the boy. <laughs> <laughs> hello, Uncle
6: Marge. Good evening, Mr. Gildersleeve. Oh, well,
2: hello, Marshal. Guess who's with me, Marjorie? Hiya, Marge.
3: Well, I haven't seen you in quite a while, Mr. Bronco Thompson
2: not
0: very
6: enthusiastic. Oh, I've been around. Hello, Bullard. Well, hello. Uh, Bronco's been pretty busy.
3: <laughs> oh.
2: Yeah. Eh, uh, nice to see Bronco again. We missed him, haven't we, Marjorie? Have we? <laughs> Must be a window open someplace. What have you been doing, Marge?
3: Oh, Marshall and I have been having a glorious time. Oop. Haven't we, Marshall?
6: Oh, yes, we've really been doing the town, as they say.
3: Marshall is so much fun.
6: He is? <laughs> yeah, it's good to have Bronco around again.
2: Of course, it's nice to see Marshall, too.
3: <laughs> Marshall's been so sweet to me, so thoughtful.
2: That's fine. What's she trying to
0: do?
3: Marshall's a perfect dream on the dance floor, Bronco
4: Well,
0: guess I'll be going Oh, he's collapsed again
4: Now, <laughs> uh, uh, wait a
0: minute, Bronco Yes, don't run away, old man I have things to do Good night, Marjorie I hope you'll be very happy <laughs> Jellyfish
6: Well, I'll be running along, too, Bronco Just stop in for a minute Don't leave on my account Oh, no, I was just telling Marjorie I have another date tonight You have another date Why, of course When you're going with a girl as sweet as Marjorie You
0: have the nerve to go out with another girl Why not? Oh, you cad That did it, there he goes Marshall Bullard, you're a cad and a bounder. Oh, Bronco (laughs) Stand aside, girl Bullard, come outside and defend yourself Wait a minute, I'm leaving You bet you're leaving
4: Bronco. Run, Bullard. Come
3: back, you bumper. Bronco,
2: stop. Run, Bullard. Run. <laughs> Ooh, he made it to his front door just in the nick of time.
3: Oh, Anki, isn't Bronco wonderful?
2: Yeah, and Marshall's a bounder, all right. Did you see how he cleared that hedge? <laughs>
1: We'll hear from the great Gildersleeve again, very shortly. Lady, if all the menu planning talk you hear about making use of leftovers leaves you a little skeptical, here's an idea that's bound to make you a believer. It's the glorious golden cheese sauce you can make the easy way with Kraft smooth melting cheese food, Velveeta. With this Velveeta sauce, you can positively transform fish or ham or chicken or veal into a main dish that makes a really triumphant second appearance. You see, Velveeta has such a wonderful, rich, yet mild cheddar cheese flavor. And Velveeta has a lot of fine nourishment too, the kind you expect from a main dish. To make this easy sauce, just melt one half pound of Velveeta in the top of your double boiler. Stir in one quarter cup of milk and season. Glamorize your leftovers with this golden good sauce of wholesome Velveeta real soon. Get a two pound loaf tomorrow, so you'll have plenty for both cooking and snacks. Get genuine Velveeta, the cheese food of craft quality.
2: I think there's somebody at the door, Marjorie <laughs> Probably Bronco
3: Oh, well, I'll let him in, Anki Well, here we go again Back to the dining room Leroy. <laughs> Hello, Marge Hello, Bronco Romeo and Juliet Shh.
0: Good evening, Mr. Gildersleeve Well, hello, Bronco I stopped in at the telegraph office on my way over And I brought some news for you News? Oh, what is it? They got the winning title for your song It's Tug of My Heart.
2: (laughs) Tug of My Heart? Well, good. Thank you, Bronco. Come on, Leroy.
3: Well, Uncle, you don't have to go in the dining room.
2: No, you don't have to, Mr. Gildersleeve. Well, you know what they say two's company,
3: three's a crowd,
2: (laughs) and four is a. Well, good night, little children.
1: great gildersleeve is played by harold perry the show was written by paul west john elliott and andy white with music by jack meekin included in the cast are walter tetley mary lee robb lillian randolph earl ross dick legrand dick Crenna, and gil stratton this is jay stewart saying good night for the craft foods company makers of the famous line of craft quality food products. Good night for me, too. Be sure to listen in next Wednesday and every Wednesday for the further adventures of The Great Gildersleeve.
6: Ladies, Step, the delicious cheddar cheese food, is offering you a knife of a hundred uses, the Super Slicer. It pairs faster, slices cleaner removes olives and cherries from bottles in a jiffy. It's the handiest kitchen knife in years. And you can get this knife for only 25 cents and the top label of a round package of delicious Pabstet cheese food or the red arrow from the top of a two-pound Pabstet loaf. Send your Pabstet label and your quarter tonight to Phoenix Pabstet, Box 5239, Chicago 77, Illinois. Please print your return address.
2: Break the Bank, radio's biggest money-paying show, is next on NBC.